What's up? What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of the White Tiger Podcast. Very special. Very special because we are here in South Florida leading up to the Super Bowl part of Podcast Row. And we, of course, have the man you know and love, Mr. Miami, actually. I'm going to unofficially dub you Mr. Miami. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back. I feel like I'm back home, back in my roots. But we are, we have a special guest here. We have the swaggiest kicker in the NFL. <laughs> Nicknamed the Money Badger. I'm, oh my goodness. We have fellow Miami Hurricane alum, current Chargers kicker, Michael Badgley. All right, what's up, guys? What's thanks, up, for, thanks for having me. We, we, we like the intro. We like miss the one intro. Thing. <laughs> fellow New Jersey. Hey now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey now. Oh, New yeah. Jersey, some love. Repping hometown, some in New Jersey. Exactly. So, um, how's your experience been here so far? I mean, I, I love it, especially getting back down here into Miami. I hadn't been here in a couple of years, so I went back to campus, and uh, my buddy Danny took me on a little tour, actually, and they got these new dorms going in, and it's phenomenal. I mean, oh, they're already up? Well, I don't think anyone's living in them yet, but they got the basis of it all locked and loaded. So when I was driving through campus, I didn't think originally it was going to look that good, but it, uh, it's, it's beautiful. We drove by last night, and the campus is so much different from when I was there. Yeah. Like the new practice, the indoor practice facility. Oh, it's insane. Like huge buildings outside, like that medical center. Yeah. Like the campus is looking good. No, it's, it's insane. Yeah, that medical center was put in. They put that up quick when I was there. And then as soon as Mark Rick came in and took the job, uh, he just yeah, he got everything rolling. He got the uh, indoor going. He got a brand new golf cart somehow, which are sick. Um, Good. But all the new office rooms, you know, they they redid it, and it's 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 incredible. So you know, I want to get started by talking about kind of your roots in New Jersey because I know you went to Summit High School, and it seems like is that really kind of where your football journey started? Yeah. Uh, you know, growing up, it was playing every sport I could get out there. Uh, you know, my brother is older than me, so he did the same thing and same thing with my sister when she was little. Um, so I was just playing every sport, but then it got to a point where I was just playing football, hockey, and lacrosse. And uh, I just, it was just a love for sports. And uh, I never thought that kicking would take me this far because usually the norm from where I'm from in Summit is uh, everyone would play college lacrosse. You know, my brother did, he went and played Division One, and uh, all my friends did, you know, all different schools across the country, and it's it was the norm. So I thought I was going to do that until my high school coach was kind of like, hey, uh, you're getting some looks at this kicking thing. Uh, you, you interested in doing it? And I was like, uh, hell yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> and then uh, one of the names uh, of the schools that came by was Miami. So it was, as soon as I saw them coming, I was like, oh, it's a no-brainer. I'm going. You know, it's interesting, but how did, how did it go from lacrosse, a very different sport than actually kicking, though, to get into saying, you know what, I think I want to I kick. Definitely the full ride scholarship has a lot to do with it. That will change. That will definitely change. <laughs> you know, in, in lacrosse, they give, they give you like partial scholarships. They have to split it up like, like most sports. Uh, but uh, that definitely was a leading hand in it. Um, but, you know, I also was always kind of, you know, against the norm. And uh, I loved lacrosse. I loved hockey. I mean, if I could go back and change it, it's a tough sport to go pro in. But the NHL was always my hockey. favorite thing. Um, but I, I still, I, I love lacrosse, so it was hard to narrow it down to just telling myself that I'm going to have to play one sport. I heard the debate between you and Nick Zubner. Oh, yeah. Let's settle this. Who was the better hockey player? You know, I, I, I will uh, take it to the grave that I, I was a good <laughs> hockey player. But he, he was giving me a rundown. He would actually play travel. 
So I would okay. only I would only play when it was winter because I had you know I had football in the fall and I had lacrosse in the spring. So I would only play that one season for the high school team. Uh, but Nick, he was uh, he played like travel hockey growing up, and I think he was I think he was pretty legit. I think he actually had some looks to go play in Canada. So and he's a lot bigger than me, so he could just put me through freaking board so i won't even say that i'm better than him anymore but but yeah we'll let nick have that one but i'll still skate circles around him there we go yeah. i like that confidence <laughs> yeah, that, i like that confidence that is good <laughs> you know the fact that you played all these different positions in high school do you think that actually contributed to you and, and not just the positions in high school and football but also other sports do you feel like it contributed to your success as a professional athlete no doubt uh i think you, you take certain things uh different aspects from every sport you play um you know, whether it's different things in the locker room, learning your teammates, uh, or just uh, having a different level of confidence, uh, not only in yourself, but uh, of your, for your teammates. So uh, the biggest thing is just, I've always said football is the greatest team sport uh, because the 11 guys out there on the field, it, 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 it doesn't work if one guy messes up. But definitely from each of those sports, I, I've taken every competitive aspect that I could and now I've just narrowed it down into one sport and one position specifically. So it was tough at first, but once I, I realized to put it all into just one position and uh, the limited amount of times I actually get to go out onto the field, it, it just it made it easy. What I love about your style is that you have become like you have the nickname the Money Badger, a very confident kicker. And I love that because kicking is very mental like you like you said you're only on the field like on uh, sudden change situations are very limited and it's easy to kind of get in your own head what do you do do you do anything actively to like stay confident and stay calm in these situations no i mean that's just kind of been part of it uh certain you, you take away from you know certain role models i've had you know a guy like tiger woods right uh when he goes out and plays golf it's only him mm-hmm. and he has to have confidence in himself so when I go out there, I know I got, you know, 10 other guys that are going to help me do my job. But I know in my head, I got to go and do mine and I got to be able to uh, mentally grasp what the situation is. Uh, I got to get these points and I got to know what I'm capable of actually doing. So uh, I think the mental aspect of uh, what my job is for the team definitely is a lot greater than the physical side of it. What do you do to sharpen that skill? You kind of you kind of run through uh, visuals and certain things through you know through your head. You you, you play with it, and in, in practice, uh, you try to put yourself in those situations. But it, it, you can never mimic what a game is like. And adrenaline is one hell of a drug because once that kicks in, it's like you don't feel any pain, you don't feel any type of nerves. And uh, the one situation I always go back to with my sophomore year at Miami uh, it was overtime playing Nebraska we were kicking the crap out of them I think we had already kicked like four field goals in the game they come all the way back we end up going to overtime and I'm still a sophomore all of a sudden I see the team centering the ball uh, to go kick a field goal and I'm like oh shoot I gotta go out there I didn't even know because I didn't even say oh field goal be ready <laughs> I got no like warning or anything so at that kick that was the only time I remember I was genuinely like my legs were shaking right before going and kicking it uh, but as soon as I made it, uh, after that kick, I, I just I, I ran out onto the field with confidence. And I never had those shakes again because I just tell myself, be a pro, do your job. That's all it is. Are you superstitious at all? You know, 
you know, like Michael Scott says, I'm not superstitious, I'm a little stitious. <laughs> but the, the, the funny part is, you know, there's guys that say they're not superstitious. And uh, I, I learned to throw it out the window, but I still have a routine that I like to go through. So I guess I don't really call it being superstitious, but I, li- I like having my routine in it. And everybody, uh, whether they say they're not superstitious or not, they got, everyone's got a little bit of something. Everybody has a routine. Yeah. Especially as athletes, it's... You don't break it. Once you find something that works, you religiously stick to it. Exactly. So if that's not superstition, I don't know what is. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting, too, is that I think a lot of people just not, that are not athletes have their routines. They get started in the morning. They sit up. Whatever it is they do, they journal, they meditate, and so on. Is there, on, the, on the personal side, is there any routines that you, find, that you feel are working for you that are helping you kind of stay on top of your personal game? You know, in, in the off-season especially, so as soon as the season's over and then even that six-week break, uh, one of the biggest things that I have to do is I just, I just try to get away from football. Uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy a game. I love and I, I'll, I'll watch it on Sunday, but I'll try to just take myself away from it and, and try to get interested in something else. Uh, like, for instance, I, I'm following hockey. I love listening to hockey podcasts, you know, spitting chiclets, whatever. And I just kind of take myself away from the game and I just I, I relax. And coming to a place like this, you just go sit on the beach. Uh, I live in Huntington Beach, so it's easy to just kind of get away and isolate from the game because, you know, it takes up so much time and it's part of your life and you love every second of it. But then uh, when you realize that you're one of those guys that you're watching, running onto the field, and you really embrace the game uh, that you loved when you were a little kid, that's what made it special. But I kind of – I just I need to just – isolate myself from the game for a little bit before I get fully back into it. Yeah, that balance thing is, like, super important. Yeah. I think sometimes so many people are, like, feel like they need to do more and more and more, and they never wind up filling up their cup and giving back to themselves. Yeah. You know, we said it a bunch of different times on different podcasts about, like, you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's, like, unless you give back to yourself and fill your cup up, you can't give the best of yourself to others. So, um, yeah, that's that's awesome. That balance thing is really... Yeah, and you you have to. Uh, You know, there's certain guys that... As soon as the season's over, they're you know they're right back in, in training mode. Um, but I, I've always been a big advocate of uh, you know mental health. You know, getting you know get try something new, get your body going in different ways that you didn't even know you could do. Go swimming if you've never swam before. Go out in the ocean, uh, travel, get out and see the world in a different way. Yeah. Um, so it's it's nice to be able to do that and get and get away from the game. Now, do I wish I was still playing Super Bowl Sunday? Of course. No, of course. But but it, it is nice to get a, a nice off season, especially coming off an injury. Uh, it's nice to just get away from the game and just get that mental health going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I I saw you guys. You start a podcast with Isaac. Isaac. I love the name Mike and Ike podcast. Mike and Ike, no, not the candy. He, <laughs> loves, he loves opening with that. I think it's clean. How, how did that come about? So it, it, during training camp, actually, we were brought on to the Chargers podcast. And um, Isaac and I, Isaac was my first buddy when I went out there because the Chargers picked me up in the midseason, my rookie year. So Isaac was the first one that reached out to me. So we've always had a, a friend. He was always a good friend. Uh, we got a great connection. And then we were brought on the show together. And we both we're just feeding off each other. And, you know, I was like, I've always been interested in, in doing a podcast and whatnot. And he, he's always had an interest too, but he was the one who was finally like, yo, you know, we're feeding off each other. Well here, you got a good radio voice. And I was like, nah, you got a good radio voice. <laughs> and he was, I was like, well, let's start something. And then it just started uh, through the chargers. 
And uh, we started by interviewing some teammates, and then it reached out to different guys. We got my guy Gary V on the show, which was huge. And yeah. then uh, another cool one was doing Chris Cyborg, uh, getting her, her side of how she goes about fights. So it's just... It was a cool thing, and it was a way for us to interview guys on the team and uh, kind of get a deeper side from them without them feeling like it's an interview because they were just having a conversation with us. I like that because, like, interviewing teammates, people think that because we all play on the same team, we're all, like, best friends. Like, yeah. I finished my career with the Chargers. Um, but when you kind of look at it, for a lot of situations, we're coworkers yeah. and don't really know each other that well. So to be able to provide that platform to actually get to know your teammates better is huge i love that yeah no doubt you know one of the cooler interviews i've had was uh justin jones and him and i are, are cool we're cool off the field you know we're, we're buddies and interviewing him I, in that interview alone i learned so much about him that i wouldn't have known even if it was just hanging out at his apartment or you know we're going out for a couple of drinks or whatever so when you get in those deeper interviews with guys like that, you learn a lot, a lot about them. Yeah. And it's a cool way for them to open up and not feel like they're getting interviewed. So that's, that's the coolest part. Yeah, they're just hanging out talking to a teammate. That's it. <laughs> talking to a friend. At that's that point, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the best part. Are you see just continuing to do it? Yeah, so we just started our season two uh, because Isaac wanted to take a break for whatever reason. So we just interviewed uh, Dave Meltzer, who okay. I think he'll be here. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a cool interview. That guy, can uh, he can talk, and he's got some great insight on everything. He's got stories for years. And uh, so that, that'll be posted soon. I think Isaac's working on because Isaac's supposed to come out with me. Okay. And uh, we were supposed to do this too, but he uh, bailed at the last second, so he's kind of flaking on me, but that's all right. We'll, he's hanging, we'll he's yeah, we'll forgive him. He's <laughs> hanging out with his girlfriend, his dog, whatever. Uh, but yeah, you're not holding the grudge though, right? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, season two is just uh, just about to get started for that. That's awesome. What do you what do you take away the most from doing the podcast? Um, you know, kind kind of like I said, is you get those deeper stories, uh, not only from uh, teammates, but when we interviewed someone like Chris Cyborg, uh, her talking about how. Uh, women fighters because she's one of the most decorated women fighters you just won a bellator event uh out, out at the forum this other weekend um but to hear her in a certain story talk about how she has to cut weight and how these fighters cut weight and getting down and how excruciating it is you know she says as a girl it's even tougher because you know certain things happen in their bodies that men, it doesn't happen mm. for men so she talks about how excruciating it was and how she goes through these different uh, cycles of anger and it just it's, it's such a harsh experience for her and she hates it but she has such a positive outcome on life and how she became a fighter and you'd think she'd be a fighter because and she'd have all these uh, manly tendencies but uh, she's you know she's she's feminine as some people might not think you know I think Joe Rogan kind of bashed her a couple times uh, thinking that she was like that but meeting her she was one of the most genuinely kind people and you think she'd have this aggressive attitude but she's uh, just one of the coolest, nicest people I've ever met. So certain things like that you take away where I would have never gotten a chance to interview her if we didn't start that podcast. Exactly. So yeah. it's cool stuff like that. Yeah, and it's to the testament of what you were saying about your people that you work with, your coworkers, fellow athletes and stuff like that, who you find out details about their life that you never would have. It's like a lot of people have assumptions on, like, they think they know, right? Yeah. And then when you actually sit down and talk face-to-face, -face, you really get to see them on a different level, which is just very rewarding. I think yeah. we both appreciate the hell out of that. No doubt. Yeah. So that's, that's super rewarding. Um, Mentor-wise, 
do you do you look back? Do you have one now? Do you look back to someone specific that maybe helped you uh, professionally? Nah, if I'm ever going through something, I just give my dad or my brother a call, mom uh, or sister. But uh, for the most part, it'll just be if, if I'm in a slump, I'm just like, uh, I'll get through it. So I don't really got someone I kind of go back to. Uh, there's no kicking guru I ever had. I just try to go day by day and kick by kick. It's always oh, yeah. kind of in a mentality. Just don't try to play out what the future's going to hold. Just do it one at a time. Yeah, to be present, focus on the present. That's it. Yeah. I never let, I don't, I, I try not to let stuff get to me too much, but you know, th there's moments. Uh, and uh, you, you, I have good friends that I can reach out to. And I, obviously, I got my entire family. Uh, you know, one of the toughest times that I went through was. Uh, the just the battle of the unknown uh, when you first leave college and you're trying to enter the NFL uh, and you're just you're just unsure and I remember seeing I'm like you know what if I don't make it you know what if what if all this people asking what's your plan B you know I never had a plan B but the 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 knowledge of not knowing what's going to happen the unknown I just remember breaking down physically and I was like I've, I've never done that in my life but I, I revert back to just that feeling and uh I just go day by day, kick by kick, and I'm, I'm blessed in the position I am right now. Yeah. Do you ever think about life after football? You know, I, the, what I do want is I want to kick for, uh, you know, 15, 20 years. Okay. Uh, Vinatieri? I want to break. <laughs> if I'm in a position where I think I can break some of those Vinatieri records, mm. you know, why not? And uh, then I want to just uh, – sit in retirement and hang out. <laughs> okay. Oh, would you stay in Huntington Beach? Or are you, are you uh, going hoping, back to Jersey? I would, listen, I would love to hang out and play with the Chargers forever, but you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see myself staying out in the West Coast, but maybe coming back here in Miami. I love the I love the humidity and the warm weather here. It's tough to beat. It's a love-hate. <laughs> I, I remember the first practice my uh, freshman year here, and we were running like 110s. Was Swayze Oh, here? yeah, we had Swayze. Okay. We were running those one tens and it was like like ninety some degrees with like a thousand percent humidity. Oh yeah. And the only thing I was thinking was I want to go home back to Sacramento. Yep. <laughs> I'll make you a man real quick with Swayze. Real quick. <laughs> Swayze and Coach Vic. Oh, Coach Vic. And Coach Vic's still there. Yeah, Vic and um Coles is still there, right? No. Cole. He left my sophomore year. He was great too. Yeah, was, I love that, that trio. They were that, awesome. That was that was a that group of strength coaches really made you tough because they were going to challenge you every which way they were not afraid to call you out publicly especially Swayze yeah would take no hesitation to call you out if he felt someone wasn't doing their job he would embarrass you yeah and I love that because a lot of people need that a lot of people need to get put on the spot like that and one of the cooler things was is you'd see all these vets uh walk in Swayze saying what's up to him and you know they worked out with Swayze and he's running his own show and you know we're done on our break and we're like you know holy cow Swayze's working out with uh, Andre Johnson right now so like it was nothing. just yeah <laughs> so it's like we're, we're, we're gonna listen to this guy and uh, he's gonna get us right so it was cool it was cool being around those guys yeah. you know it was a cool thing me and Asante had a conversation we went, actually went back to the campus he gave me the world tour and we were talking about uh, just former players that come back to Miami and how like there's so many players that come back and kind of talk to the guys that are there. Yeah. I just think that's absolutely awesome that they're coming back to their to their school and they're giving back to their to the players that are there now. No doubt. And I think there was a brief time period where it was tough for players to go back because they were uh, bringing in some new guys that some not everyone agreed with. 
but the, the biggest thing that everyone had in common was that the, the tradition and the history behind the U, mm. that everybody who played there knows what it's like to practice on Green Tree yep. and what it's like, to, you know, just to be a hurricane. So the, the coolest thing was that everyone got that. And then the it felt like the, the tradition just came back when there was a, uh, when uh, I want to say when Coach Rick took over. It was a whole scenario of everybody jumped back on board for whatever reason. Really? And I, you know, I, and I loved Coach Golden. He liked me. It was awesome. I, I had a great time. But when Mark Rick came in and took over, it was like uh, he started the camp and he started bringing back all these, you know, hurricane legends. And uh, it, just, it just kind of was like it revitalized it. And then our senior year, uh, we go on a sweet roll. It was like that 2017. Yep. We ended up being two in the country at one point. Fortunately, we lost a pit and then got our ass kicked by Clemson and then lost to Wisconsin. So it didn't end the way we wanted. But we were on a roll there. Yeah. We were two in the country at one point. So it was it was cool to see everything kind of come full circle and feel that feeling of what uh, you know the guys had in the past. It was. I remember watching that run because it was like my senior year we got up to like seven and then they got knocked down by Florida State <laughs> yeah, when yeah, they yeah. win the national championship. But it's, it was good to see that at least we were back on the right track. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it was just great to see that everybody's back on the right track. And it's good to see that the former players are coming back and then just imparting that knowledge because that's what makes Miami special. Yeah. It's not that the coaches that are there, it's just the players that came before and who continually come back and impart knowledge and wisdom. That's just invaluable. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's one of the best parts about Miami is literally all the greats there. You can walk around, look at all the walls, look at all the names. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the and most part. walking around. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, like if, I, if I run into Ed Reed on the street, he'll say, what's up, Mike? You know, it's like he'll know me because I've met Ed Reed. It's, it's like the, one of the coolest things in the world. So it's like having that brotherhood is, is, is second to none. Do you ever find yourself still a fan? Like, are you, are you you're a player, an athlete, a professional, but are you still, are you a fan? No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I remember my first day walking into uh, the Chargers locker room and I'm walking by Phillip Rivers and I'm like, oh man. And then there's Antonio Gates, Gates and I'm like, <laughs> oh man. So it, it, it's cool and, and it hits you, but then it, it hits you even better when you're like, well, these guys are my teammates. Yeah. And it's cool. You know, they got your back and now, you know, Phil's hanging out with us every morning. So it's more so I'm just, Guys. A friend, yeah, yeah, one of the guys. It, it, it's a cool, it's a cool, surreal feeling. That's pretty cool to be able to like step out of that situation. And be like, well, look at where I'm at. Look at who I'm surrounded with. Yeah. Look at the group of people I'm with. Exactly. And then, like I said, you, you look back to when you were a little kid and you think about how much of a fan you were, and you, you went to the stadiums and you watched these guys play. So I remember one of the feelings I had was the la- our last game of this year. We were in Kansas City, and I'm about to go out to warm up, and there's you know a couple people sitting in the seats, but I'm looking around and I'm like, this is this is cool. You know, this is why you, you play sports is because you get this feeling of, uh, you know, that some little kid's looking down right now and be like, I want to I want to play football. Yeah. It's like it, it's it's just a, it's a it's a surreal feeling that I think a lot of guys get away from. And uh, it's, it's cool to remind yourself sometimes. Do you have any advice for any young aspiring kickers? Don't just kick, play other sports, play other positions. Uh, don't specialize yourself. Yeah. Uh, I think if you get caught too caught up in uh, trying to just be uh, the best kicker, you're not you're not going to learn other valuable aspects of the game, and uh, just in life, uh, you're not going to 
you're not going to get the full self of what you want to be. So, yeah, play other sports, play other positions. Uh, don't specialize. You know, just be a good teammate. That's the best part about it is that you got a team. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. One thing we, we like to finish off on is, like, we like to ask our guests what you're, what you're grateful for. Can you tell us a few things you're grateful for? Ooh, that's a deep question. I like it. What am I grateful for? You know, I think, you know, I, I said this uh, to my buddy the other day because for whatever reason, I think there might have been like an argument or uh, he was saying to do something. And I, and I was like, you know, good friends are hard to come by. So if you have a good friend or if you're not close with the family, especially, you know, with uh, whatever, all that stuff, we won't go into it. what happened with mm, Kobe's yeah. tragic. Uh, if you have a good friend, you know, you haven't talked to him in a while, but they're still a good friend. Reach out to him. I think good friends are hard to come by and uh, they're overlooked. So I'm grateful to have great friends and a great family in my life. Awesome. What's up, brother? That's a great way. To, that's a great way to end it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate you guys. This was awesome. Yeah, love, so love being here. Listen, I know a lot of people that follow our podcast know who you are, but maybe you could tell people where they could find you and tell us about some of the things that you got going on other than the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, Michael Badgley. Uh, straightforward on there. I got a clothing line at uh, MikeMoneyBadger.com. You can Ooh, check it okay. out. Uh, I got a pretty sweet jacket. Tom, like little Tom Barnett. Little cu- custom, money? Oh, custom money badger. Money badger. Uh, you can check out the Mike and Ike show. Like I said, we just kicked off uh, season two. And, uh, you know, tune into some of those West Coast games. Chargers 2020 were coming in hot. There we yeah. go. Coming in hot. Yeah, follow <laughs> this guy. He's a good man. Thank you guys for checking us out. Asante, any parting words? Uh, No, get that sweet money badger jacket. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see the lining. It's going to be appearing on the website shortly. (laughs) Make sure it's up there. All right. Thanks, guys. This was awesome. Appreciate it. Hey, what is up, guys? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the White Tiger Podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, hit us up on social media. You can find us at the White Tiger Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. You will find video versions of these podcasts there in addition to some bonus content and some added extras. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you guys for all your support, and we'll catch you next time.